Welcome back to another episode of the Gap Downbacker podcast. Uh, today we have Coach uh, Mike Fell. Uh, he is the head football coach at uh, Mountain View High School in uh, Arizona. Coach, how are you doing? Real good. Good to talk to you. Well, thanks for coming on, Coach. Uh, we have a mutual friend who, who was nice enough to try to help set this up. Um, but for people who don't know you, uh, do you want to kind of give a, a kind of a, a, a background uh, so they can kind of understand how you made it to Mountain View? Well, I um, I started coaching in in Ohio back when I got out of college. I graduated from Ohio University, so I was an assistant coach at Lima Senior High School under Leonard Rush um, in the late '80s, and uh, we went to the uh, state semifinals in '89. And we had Armando Watts at quarterback, and we ran the Veer, and it was a, you know, it was a nice offense. It was fun to watch. You know, he he ran it well, and then I I got the head coaching job at Columbus Grove. High school, which is a at that time was a Division Five school in Ohio, and where we ran the wing tee and uh, ran the ball all over the place. Played tough defense. I remember one year we gave up like six points a game, you know. So I was in Grove for ten years, and then um, got the head coaching job in the Western Buckeye League at Salina High School, and that was where my uh, former high school coach Jerry Harris was, and he ran the beer. And so at Salina for six years, I ran the beer. So I had, at one point, I ran the wing tee offense. And then I went back and ran the beer, which I had run in high school. And then I went to, um, took the job at Ada High School. And uh, at that time, you know, I, I, I didn't want to run the beer. I was tired of the wing tee. I hadn't, uh, you know, hadn't run it for a while. And uh, Mike Mock there in Kenton, Ohio, had just kind of started the spread and uh cold water had run it and mike had run it and there weren't you know there was maybe a half a dozen schools in ohio and probably not even that many that was running the the, the real spread but i didn't want to just go and borrow <clears throat> you know bits and pieces from mike's offense or from you know cold water's offense so i had a uh, i had a great story i was um I was sitting around after Thanksgiving and I saw this thing for Tony Franklin and it cost 3000 bucks. <laughs> and so I, uh, dipped into my own, my own money. And I, uh, went down to Destin, Florida and got the Tony Franklin system. And I spent three days down there and, uh, you know, it was, it was impressive, but it was, you know, it was big time. And Tony had just started going, selling this, this offense basically to uh, schools in Ohio, but all around the, the Midwest. And, um, you know, it went really well down South and stuff, but not too many teams in Ohio had it. And so um, I started to run the Tony Franklin system my first year there at Ada High School. So, you know, I knew it was going to be a, a great offense. I knew it was going to be exciting. And it was something that Ohio hadn't seen. Um, fortunately for me, at that time, my quarterback that first year was Zach Dyson. <clears throat> and uh, Zach was going to be a junior. Zach went to uh, University of Miami and broke all Ben Roethlisberger's records. And then he got drafted by the Denver Broncos and was the uh, third quarterback on the Super Bowl team that got beat for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. He uh, played for Miami for a little while and finished his career with the Dallas Cowboys uh, and was out here last week golfing with me. In Arizona, but um, you know Zach, Zach was a tremendous quarterback, 
And for two years, we ran that Tony Franklin system as good as anybody and ever ran it, you know, cause he, uh, he was outstanding, but it kept going. Um, the next five years I was there at Ada Mitchell Fain was my quarterback at one point, And he went to university of Finley on a full ride scholarship. Heath Jackson became my quarterback after Mitchell and Heath went to Bowling Green as a wide receiver. Um, you know, for seven years there, I had the, uh, all league quarterback and possibly all state quarterback. And so then I was getting ready to retire from Ohio and, uh, I decided to go back to my old high school, which was um, Lima Senior, who had fallen on hard times. You know, at one point they'd won the state championship, but from 2000, 2002 to uh, 2014, 12 years, they'd won 18 football games. So I felt like, you know, that I could go back there and help out a little bit. And then for three years, um, you know, we went five and five. We went eight and three, and then we went 10 and two. And we were running the, the Tony Franklin system. So all that time, we got Lyman Senior back in good shape and uh, felt like it was time to go get out where it's warm. And that's <laughs> when I moved out to Arizona and I got the got the job at Mountain View High School. Now, I, I, I mean, I, I have like 8,000 questions. I could probably ask you stuff, all that. Um, but I, I, well, I'll first start is from being a longtime Veer wing T coach, what was that transition like for you and what were kind of the hiccups for you going from that to a more of a spread-oriented offense? It wasn't It wasn't so much the under center. I mean, there is still if-then aspects, but it's not maybe necessarily as concrete as it was prior. What was that transition like? Right. For well, you know, the thing was, when I, when I started the wing tee, um, you know, Skip Bachman there with St. Mary's was winning state championships with the wing tee. And at Lima Senior, we saw Troy. And Troy was running the wing tee, and it just looked it looked so cool. It looked like a great offense. You know, it was misdirection, this way, that way. And, uh, you know, I started that at Grove, and we had a really tough, hard group of kids, played great defense, and I had, like, three plays. I ran the dive, I ran the buck, I ran the belly. And then the second year, I added dive keep, and then we did the, you know, we did the waggle pass. But, you know, we were just grinding. We had three running backs and we hammered and it was a blast, you know, and we were tough running the veer with, you know, we did a little more pass with that, but I was an old quarterback and um, I threw the ball all over the place. I played at Lyman. I played at Ashton college and uh, loved to throw the ball. So, you know, and I, I was real hesitant to jump into the spread unless it was the full spread. I didn't want to just run a couple spread plays or a couple shotgun plays and then run another offense. I, I think the, the real key to any offense is to have a system. You know, if you're going to run the wing tee, you run the wing tee. If you're going to run the veer, you run the veer. You know, if you're going to run the Tony Franklin system, you're going to run the system. You need to – and that's the only way you can adjust when teams shut down certain parts of your offense. You have something to bounce back with. You know, if you're just running plays, you know, you're just guessing. You know, so if you have a system – you know, you, you can do it. So when we started throwing the ball and then having Zach, I mean, it was it was fantastic. I mean, we turned the ball over once in a while, but we were going to get it back. You know, we'd have drives that would be six plays in 33 seconds, you know, and we'd go 75 yards. So, you know, it was a hurry-up offense. It flies up and down the field. It's a lot of fun to run. Now, when when you implemented the Tony Franklin system, did you, did you implement it verbatim, word for word, 
step by step or did you modify it kind of as you went initially to kind of adapt to terminology maybe you already had or um... no i you know i didn't really have any terminology you know um i definitely did that with the wing t i changed everything but with the tony franklin system it was it was funny because it was it was really kind of complicated you know i i went i it was the most intense clinic i'd ever been to i for three days 10 hours a day I was writing notes and trying to get, so I, um, I thought because, you know, they offered help as the year went on and they have clinics every year and which I did, I went to every year and, um, I got to be pretty good friends with Tony, you know, he came and he was the first one that offered Zach a scholarship. So, you know, I, I became, and I, I've gone back to Tony's clinics for the last 15 years. And, uh, the thing was by using their terminology, I knew what they were doing. You know, and I could just, I could just bounce off that. And I, you know, we, we run early, which is trips, right. You know, we go ace flip, which is trips left. So the terminology matched up and he had, um, you know, he had a million plays and I, you know, and I talked to him right before I left that first thing, I go, you know, I, I can't teach all my coaches, this offense, you know, they had videos and everything else I go, but I need to simplify version. He goes, well, he said, I have a play sheet that at, at the time he would go and he would help high school coaches do um, like a game plan for a game. He goes, I have a, I have a, a play sheet that's a, a base play sheet. And he says, you know, we have half a dozen mesh plays, half a dozen smash plays, half a dozen fast screens, you know, a dozen runs. And so he went through the whole, and he showed me this thing. And that's the template I used. You know, I used that the first four years pretty much verbatim on that. And, you know, you had the variety of all the different type of plays, you know, your go routes, your shallow routes, you know, mesh routes, your smash routes, you know, fast screens, all the runs you wanted. And uh, that was a great way to start. And I've, I still use that same template, but I've added, you know, I added different things as years go on. And, you know, the good thing about it is, you know, it, his system has evolved every year. Um, you know, at one point he got the offensive coordinator job at Auburn. And so that year at the Tony Franklin system clinic, he had like a thousand new plays <laughs> and it was ridiculous, you know, and, and I'm sitting there, we're trying to put it in. And I go, ah, you know, and what happened was he got, he ended up getting fired from Auburn in the middle of the year. They got beat two to nothing or they won a game two to nothing. And he got fired. And then the next year and he came back and said it was the worst he said he put in too much stuff. Um, he didn't have anybody there that believed in his system, you know? And, uh, so he kind of taught you how to handle it if things didn't go well. Yes. So, you know, that, that worked out too. Now, um, you, you mentioned a little bit there, you've modified or adjusted since then. How much of that modification is your own stuff or own tweaks or stuff that's his evolution as he's kind of kept building this? Well, the thing is, he, like you said, he's got a huge playbook. And so the way I modify is to what I have. Now, um, you know, one year I had a, a kid I played at Z, which is that Z is a, a spot where you can put on the left or the right or motion or whatever you want. So I just made more plays to the Z. You know, I, in my playbook, I just added plays that where I, I had more plays with my Z. At times, I've had a, a really good running back. So, you know, we've done a few things where we, we get the running back, the ball more and put him out to throw the ball to him 
Um, so that's what I'm talking about modifying. You know, this year it's going to be interesting for me because I have a, uh, you know, I have a tight end who's a junior who's been offered by, you know, half a dozen schools all out here in the Pac-12 already. And I, my other tight end, you know, we really don't even use tight ends, but I'm going to use two tight ends, is a probably is my Division One defense bent. <laughs> and he's a stud. So I've got two stud tight ends. And, uh, you know, I got a nice quarterback and I got two nice running backs. So this will be the first year that we're not the all out, throw it up and down the field all the way around. We're going to try to do some Iowa State stuff and use our tight ends and get them a little more involved. And you see that in the pros, too, where everyone's starting to use their tight ends. Now. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that's well, that, that's that's nice when you have two really nice tight ends, Coach. That, that's a, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's a blessing that creates a whole other set of problems for defense. Um, but I, I want to go back to your time in Ohio real quick. Um, kind, of, kind of looking back, at, I mean, you spent over two-thirds of your career in the great state of Ohio. Um, kind of reflecting on that, what, 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 when you look back at that, what, what do you kind of miss? And then what, kind of le- what were your like, primary lessons as a head coach that you learned that you took with you to Arizona? Well, you know, I, there's, there is no better state for high school football than Ohio. And, uh, you know, I, I really felt blessed that I was able to grow up there, play football there. Um, my older brother, Kevin, is a Hall of Fame football coach at Ohio. And, um, you know, he coached at Delphus Jefferson and was a, was a power at Delphus Jefferson. Then he went to Sydney. Then he coached at Lakewood up in Cleveland for – you know, 20 years. And just two years ago, he was coaching at Tri-Valley and took them to the playoffs. And so, you know, he was in coaching. When I got into coaching in Ohio, I um, the, the thing is, that's outstanding about Ohio is the camaraderie with the coaches. Um, you know, Mike Mock there at Kenton was the president of the Coaches Association and the treasurer forever. And, you know, that's where me and Matt Bartley are, are buddies from, where he's a treasurer now. And I was the president one time. And I, I don't know if that the rest of the country knows, but there is no better coaching coaching organization than what we had in Ohio. Our our coaching clinic there in February every year at Columbus is the highest attended of anyone in the state. The only thing that's probably bigger is the college coaches one that they always have down in Nashville. You know, yeah. and um, you know we it's it's a great clinic. You always have great speakers and stuff in that. The football, you know, out here in Arizona, we have, I think, 225 schools that play football, you know, and we have five divisions. You know, in Ohio, there's 790, you know, that that play football in all those divisions. So you have a lot more, you know, a lot more athletes, a lot more people playing football. And, you know, it's just the the sheer numbers, you know, when when you only get eight teams out of 32 in each region qualifying for the playoffs, and stuff it, it's a big deal to qualify for the playoffs in ohio i loved um the toughness of ohio the number of kids you know the change of weather having to play in the rain you know having to play in the snow doing that kind of stuff it it's real football and uh you know we're always in the top Ohio's always in the top five or six of number of recruits that go on and play college football and everything but it's funny you know i don't miss the weather i don't miss <laughs> you know i don't i don't miss the cold I don't miss that about football. I don't, you know, we had some outdated rules in Ohio where you didn't really have access to your players. And, um, 
you know, so it's, it's a little behind the times in that regard, but as far as pure football and great football to coach, Ohio is just outstanding. And, and, then, and then what was that transition like to Arizona from Ohio in terms of, in terms of the actual coaching aspect? Well, the thing is, that's ridiculous out here is um, we, we play football 365 days a year. I could coach my whole team tonight if I wanted, and we wouldn't have pads on, but I could have practice, and it's legal. You know, um, there are no rules. You know, they three years ago, they implemented that you could coach every day. And so the, the one problem it does is it, 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 it burns these kids out, and it kills your coaches. You know, um, and I, I always whined about it to these guys. and Like, oh, well, they're, they're used to it. That's what it is. I, go, I don't care if they're used to it. It, it's not good. I said the pros don't do it. The colleges don't do it. I mean, why are high school kids like my my kids that play football for me? I had in class fourth period and then today all year long. Okay, and then we have spring football, which is the two weeks in April and or, and two weeks in May. You know, you have 18 total practices. So, you know, we have all the football you could possibly want. Um, it's down. It shut us down for a couple months. And then it shut us down again in the summer for a month. And then, um, you know, it limited stuff. And when the kids came back for football, they were so excited and so jacked up. And, you know, every kid, every coach you talk to goes, my kids seem to be a lot more excited. I go, of course they are. I go, they're not dying because they haven't done the same damn plays for, you know, 300 days in a row, you know, the same yeah. drills. So I think, I think maybe they learned a little bit from this. And I'm, I'm, I know I've always been one that, you know, I, I cut it down some compared to a lot of these guys out here. So, you know, I, my kids are a little more eager to play than a lot of guys. Okay. Now I, I, I want to kind of get back to to some of your system stuff and when 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 you're looking at every well actually start this way when when you're you kind of mentioned a little bit already how you adjust your playbook based off your personnel but how in depth does that get each off season re- reviewing um, okay this is who we're going to have next year this is what we could, this is what we're going to add that we didn't have last year this is what we're going to move that we have this year because these group of kids are gone. How, how much in depth and how long does that process usually take? Well, the thing is when you've run it for, you know, 15 years now, you've run some variation of stuff. You know, the RPOs were the big thing that came in um, probably four, four years ago, five years ago. And um, all the Tony's teams, you know, he was at, um, he was out of California with Jared Goff. You know, he was his quarterback coach. And then uh, he's, back in middle Tennessee state and, and he just retired, but, um, you know, West Virginia runs our system. You know, he was, a he's a guy, you know, that, that runs Texas tech, you know, it's all the same kind of stuff. Um, you just kind of go back and you just gotta, to look at it. And then we're fortunate in the spring, we get to implement it. So like I said, I'm looking at double tight stuff, which really isn't in the Tony Franklin system that much, you know, but what they do have is they have some two back stuff that we're going to use and you just kind of, you got to kind of hunt, hunt back every year. I'll put in about six or seven new plays that I, I discover 
over the, the winter. You know, I'm looking at him. I go, we'll do this. We'll do this with it. And then by the time this game starts, I might have one or two of them that I use, you know, but sometimes like this year, we'll, have, we'll do a ton of stuff that's a little different and, you know, it gives you something to do. It's fun as a coach to try those things. And with spring ball out here, we get to try it in practice and see how it works. And if it looks good, we keep it for the season. Okay. And then, I mean, how, how much, and then at the same time in your off season and summer, how much are you looking at how guys played you from the year before to make some adjustments or, or is it more, or are you more looking at, okay, we know we're going to get these looks throughout this year. Let's build our system to this. We have, um, you know, we have a number of kids and, uh, you know, I have 35 seniors this year, um, probably 40, 45 juniors, and then another 50, 60 sophomores and about the same amount of, 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 of freshmen. So you get a bunch of kids and, um, we're, we're just average athletes. We don't have great athletes. So if you do get like a division one tight end that we have, you know, you definitely start you know, changing your system to meet what they do. You know, you want to take advantage of that. One thing we're always blessed with, and I'm always, I always have quarterbacks. I, um, you know, even when I was around the, the wing T and stuff, I, I pick the best athlete. I, um, I pick a smart kid, best athlete. And, you know, I put them in that spot and start training them and, and they do pretty well. You know, we've had, I think I've had 30, years of coaching and you know i've had the all league quarterback probably over two-thirds of the time you know and a lot of times the all-state guy because i i work with quarterbacks and i, I just put him in the position and this offense you have a, a good quarterback he's going to get big stats and all that kind of stuff so you start there you start with your quarterback and um you make sure you have a guy that can run your offense and, and knows what's going on and, and is a good guy and then you look at what you have. And like I said, now I got a couple of running backs, a couple of tight ends. So I've also got a bunch of big linemen for the first time out here. And um, they're big, strong kids. So we've got to focus on, on learning how to run the ball a little better. You know, we, we don't run the ball too bad, but we run it at a spread formation where everybody's spread out and we just take the lanes because they're out there guarding us. Now we're going to be a little tight. We're going to be tight in there. And so we're going to run first and then be able to throw off of it. So it's a, it's a new concept this year, so it'll be fun. And it's, it's something I've been working on, you know, for the last couple of months and uh, really going to get after it here this next month or two. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned the success of your quarterbacks there. What do you specifically do to help develop them in the offseason so that they can be successful come two days and in season? Well, you know, we let them, we let them have access to any – video or anything you see with the drills and stuff we do but my it's not it's nothing it's no big deal i you know and now every kid's got his own quarterback coach you know it's um it's it's kind of it's kind of wild because if you're going to be a quarterback and i i'm sure it's the same way in ohio um but out here in arizona i've got uh it's it's funny because i've got i had two i had a bad not a very good freshman we, we weren't very good. And the two quarterbacks on the freshman team both have their own personal coaches. And, um, you know, they've done a, they've done like a combine and they did a camp. And so it came out, it came out yesterday that they were rated third and fourth in the state 
in 2024 pro style quarterbacks. <laughs> that's on the, that's, that was trending on Twitter today. And I'm like, we were two and six, you know, and I had, I got two quarterbacks and now they're the third and fourth best pro style quarterbacks. And I'm like, you know, whether it's true or whether it's Twitter or whatever it is, you know, it's one of those things that you just kind of like, they both have their own coaches. Um, and you know, they're, they're going to be my, they're going to be fighting. They're going to be fighting a junior whose dad is a major league baseball player, you know, for the JV quarterback spot, you know, and, uh, my senior quarterback is a four point student coach's kid. Who's a great baseball player and is probably an Ivy league quarterback, you know, so I've got four or five guys that obviously are pretty good quarterbacks, but there's only, you know, you only have one you know, that it's different than anyplace else. You know, you only have one, so it's a, it's a tough job, but you know, we just work with them. We throw, we have them throw when they can. Um, we do a lot of just routes with the, with the receivers that way. Um, but like I said, they have their own, they all seem to have their own quarterback coaches or something. So who knows what all they do a lot more than, you know, I don't have to throw, have make them throw that much because I don't want them to ruin their arms, you know. Yeah, and then and then kind of going into end season, what what does your, how much do you follow his level of install schedule compared to your own? What does your kind of summer install schedule specifically look like? Yeah, we you know we the 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 number one thing with this offense is you got to be able to throw screens, you know. So I always start off with fast screens. And uh, like a screens are like, screens are like a a, a a a sweep to the regular offense, you know. So we we start out with fast screens, and then we go with the quick the quick passes, you know, the hitches, you know, the slants, you know, things like that. So we go progression from fast screens to hitches and plants, and then we go to the drop back. And um, you know, we have we have our shallow, we have our mesh, we have our smash, you know, we have our go routes. We have our, you know, we have our post route, you know, so we have, so it's that progression, boom, boom, boom. And then you're also at the same time working on your, your base run plays, you know, and we run trap, we run dive, you know, we, we run the zone read some, um, we don't run a whole lot of option stuff. I think if you're going to run option, you got to practice option all the time from an old fear guy. You know, I, I don't like the great play one time and then put it on the ground the next. So we don't run much option that way, but we kind of do that progression where, yeah. you know, the kids start out and, you know, with our, with our quarterbacks and our receivers, we do the same drills pretty much every day. So whenever we start, they're doing these four or five drills every day, which is just ball catching drills and not a lot of running. So they get those fundamentals every day. And you try not to um, throw a ton because you're going to ruin your quarterback's arm. Okay, and then and then when we when you kind of get in season, what what are you one what are you, what data for yourself are you guys tracking, and then two what are you looking at for opposing defenses kind of your like major keys? <clears throat> well, you know it it depends on what they're going to run and which you know because uh, the teams that have always given us the biggest problems back from even when I was at Ada are the teams, and it's just like what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if teams can put pressure on you without blitzing with their front four, their front four is better than your front five, you know, they're going to give you problems because they're going to drop seven and, you know, make you throw it short and then tackle you, you know? So 
that you kind of got to look and see what what coverages they like to play. Um, I love teams to play as man and then have to blitz because we always feel like we can beat that. You know, if they're playing a zone, you know, are they going cover two? Are they going three? What are they going to give you? You know, so when we game plan, we look at what what are they going to give up or what they're going to give you, you know, and then we try to, and it, what happens is in game, you may, you may plan all week because they're a cover three team and, you know, you know what you can do. You can, you can sit, you have to sit in your routes. You can't keep running and stuff. And so we look at that and then all of a sudden they come out totally different. So the, the benefit of having a system is being able to make in-game adjustments and, and take what they're giving you. You know, uh, I can remember back in Ohio playing playing a team that knew I was going to throw all the time. So they were having a three-man front, and they were playing eight guys back there, and we ran basically dives 39 times. <laughs> you know, my running back had 280 yards, you know, because they're just like, you know, I said, and they, they didn't believe, I, they figured I was going to throw no matter what. You know, they didn't believe but what we did, we just took what they gave us. Okay. Now, now, kind of go back to the first part of that is, is there anything specifically you track, like play efficiency, explosive plays um, throughout the season? Well, we go back and, and we scout. We scout just like the opposing team's going to scout us and look at our – and we try to look at what our, um, you know, tendencies are. You know, and if I see that, you know, I'm constantly doing something – on first down and stuff like that, I'll, I'll change it up a little bit, you know, but I, I don't do a whole lot of that. Um, you know, I, I don't do a whole lot of that. I kind of, I've done it long enough that I just, I go with what we're good at and make you stop us, you know, and if they stop it, then we, we go to something else. But, you know, we, if we're good at fast screens, we're going to run them regardless. You know, if we're good at going over the top, we're going to go over the top. You know, regardless of what you're in, you know, we've got it. We do certain things well. we got to do it. Okay. And then I, I got two more questions for you, Coach. Uh, first one I got is, um, do you have any advice um, for young or first-time offensive coordinators as they start implementing their systems and installing and prepping for next season? Yeah, I, I, I definitely go back to the fact that it's, it's – you know, if you're if you're looking if you're looking at a team and you go, oh man, that gun stuff looks nice. You know, oh, that eye play looks great. You know, the, oh the the option looks good. And you go, I'm going to put in gun this and option that and you know do this and have the goal line. I'm going to do this or that. You've got to develop a system. You've got to have a system and you've got to stick with it. You know, um, I know it's easy to start something and then not have a whole lot of success and feel like you, you know, you've failed at, you know, and I love playing teams that, you know, were on their third offense in the week seven, you know, they've totally shifted and everything else. Get what you're, you know, look into what you want to run. If you want to run the wing tee, run the wing tee. If you want to run the system, run the system, you know, but believe in what you're doing, make sure you are the expert. Um, there's nothing worse than a, somebody asking you what you're doing and you go, you know, I'm not real sure. I, I can't remember, you know, make sure you're the expert of whatever offense you're running, you know, so you can, you can answer the good. Now you may not know everything. Well, 
don't put in things that you don't know, you know, run your basic stuff and get good at that and then add, you know, things a little bit at a time. But the kids have got to believe that you believe in what you're doing. You know, if you're the offensive coordinator and you run the system, you know, you better believe that it's going to work, you know, and you got to have confidence when you come in the huddle and you go, Hey, it's third and 10. I know what this play is going to work. You know, we're going to run, we're going to run curls, all curls, you know, it'll be there, you know, and you just have to have that confidence in what you're doing. So the kids believe in you. If the kids think you don't, you don't know what you're doing. And I, I learned that early on. I remember the, my very first game as a head coach, I came out in the huddle and it was fourth down and I decided to go with it. And I, and I go, uh, I go, Hey, what do you guys want to run? You know? And my best player, my, my fullback looking at me goes, you're the coach. You tell us. And I go, all right, shit. If Jimmy thinks I know what I'm talking about, I I'll call it, you know? And from that point on, I've always been confident in what I've, what I've done. So as an offensive coordinator, you find a system, you believe in it, you learn the base fundamentals, and you become the expert. And then, and then the last question I got for you, because of, of your vast experience as a head coach, it's kind of the same question, but just from a different perspective, is what advice do you have for head coaches in general um, as, as they start prepping for next year? Well, the first thing you got to do is surround yourself with some guys that have your back and believe in what you're doing. Um, coaching is one of those, one of those things that you spend hours and hours and hours with your other coaches. And, uh, if you're coaching with people that maybe don't have your back and don't believe in what you're doing, then get rid of them. You know, it's, it's, it sounds harsh, but you want to be with people that you want to be with. You know, you don't, you don't want to go to work every day and go, Oh damn, I got to talk to my defensive coordinator. I don't <laughs> like him, you know? And then, he, then you go, ah, oh, this guy's a jerk. He's driving me crazy. You know, if that's the case, if you're the head guy, it's, it's on you. You know, I learned that. I learned that I made some mistakes that way, but you know, the thing is you, you surround yourself with the kind of people you like to be around people that have your same vision and work ethic and stuff. Um, you got to have guys that are willing to work. You don't want a bunch of guys, you know, because as the head coach, you know, you kind of lead by example. If you, if you do all the work, you know, they'll, they'll work. If you come in and sit down and go, ah, we'll go out there in five minutes. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, and eh, maybe we'll go out there a little bit longer. And everyone's sitting around. They're going to continue to do that. You know, you got to kind of lead by example, but get a group of guys that you want to, uh, you want to coach with and then make it simple enough that the kids understand and make sure they they believe that you believe in what you're doing. You know, don't go in there guessing for stuff. Go in there confident. Whether you really are or not, you want the kids to believe you are and you want them to to do whatever they have to do to, to help you out. All right, Coach. Well, coaches, um, one, make sure you check our sponsors and affiliates below. Um, coaches, uh, Twitter will be below for you to give them a follow. And if you want to reach out to them that way, um, Make sure you um, subscribe to the channel, um, like and share the, this video and or the audio of this so other coaches can find it uh, so they can listen to Coach uh, Fell here. Um, and that was another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.